Welcome to Adam Has a Beard. We're produced, sponsored by Public Access America, Trail Board Skate Shop, Refined Men Barber Shop, Wandering Souls, X Products. Also sponsored by the Black Widow Razors. Enter your code AHABBWR for your discount at checkout. Also brought to you by Darcy Hall. Today's special musical introduction by El Compadre Richard Sanchez. So today's special episode is one that is um, a very meaningful and deep. I've been trying to go on these spiritual journeys and trying to find these different answers and trying going down these these this branch of of knowledge and then it's kind of like a tidal wave that kind of hits me. So one of those roads led me down a question that I often wondered about sweat lodges and tribal traditions and things that are very honorable. I mean, you, for, for instance, like if you find shamanic paths or you find certain, certain paths that lead to a shamanism or a, a path for witchcraft or you find a patch for paganism or or wiccan or whatever it is religion that you find you always you always have questions right so today my questions and my path has led me down to um just a general conversation with my with one of my cousins his name is jesse gleason cousin how are you today sir i'm doing i'm doing fantastic <laughs> dude cousin i i had you know in our conversations i know it was kind of broad and kind of a, a, a random question that i was had you know for you but uh man you know you i think you may you have more one more or two more uh, i'll probably say a lot more sweat lodge experiences than i have man i mean you know why don't you walk me through some of those things i mean talk to me about an experience that you've had with a within a sweat lodge i mean what are the rules what are what are what are the things that you should say, not say? You know those those kind of things. Well, the the, the variation really depends on on uh, the tribe and really who's running the sweat lodge. You know, I think a lot of it is is based on uh, tradition, the oral tradition or or practice practice tradition um, of what what you're getting yourself into. So there are some rules that are, are similar amongst all tribes, but I think one of the the harder things that that the non-indigenous cultures put into place is that uh you so you're this tribe or you're indian it translates to everything and it doesn't you know uh, what's practiced in the southwest as far as um sweat lodge is much different than than what you'll find uh, in the plains and what you'll find closer to the coast sure. um <clears throat> i think one of the the bigger religious aspects is uh just just exactly what the sweat lodge is intended to be uh, and again, I'm going to speak from my perspective. I don't speak for Indians. I don't speak for Shailas. I don't speak for any of the tribes I am. Um, but really, the the basis for it is is that it's a it's a purification and a cleansing of of all the things that you're doing. It's essentially you're going back into the womb um, and and starting anew. You know, uh, when you go in there, the the sweat is 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 definitely a, a very cathartic feeling you have you know uh, on each round when you're coming in and out um but it, it all starts even back further with uh you know the how to build the fire right. uh, to build the fire to to um heat up the stones is is a, a very lengthy process it isn't simply throwing some you know fire in a fire pit and finding some rocks and putting them in there 
Again, it starts before that when you go collect those rocks uh, at the river or, or wherever you're at. Getting the right rocks is just as important as, as setting that fire up. Right. So uh, I think that, you know, my first experience, I was, I was really young. Um, I remained extremely quiet and was just an observer. As I think most kids do when you're getting, I mean, no different than a kid going into church with their parents sure. or, or going into temple or, or whatever it is. Right. You know, you just sit there and, and try to be as quiet as possible because you don't want to draw any attention to yourself. Yeah. Um, and then you're there to listen. Now, you know, uh, the, the starting of the rocks is, is something that, you know, if you're lucky enough to be the one building the fire or tending the fire, uh, that's kind of an important place to be. Um, <clears throat> just building the, the fire is, is a lengthy process. It usually starts a, a few hours before the sweat goes. And, um, and that's kind of when everybody's gathering and socializing prior to going in. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it, it's a rush process. If you're going to sweat, you're going to be spending the, most of the, the day uh, late into the night to be there. So it's, I don't know, Sunday mass, whatever the longest one they have is, you know, that's <laughs> kind of what it is. So do you think it's a, it, it sounds like it's a, it's a it's a community event huh uh, it can be depending upon the size of your lodge uh, right. I mean I think most of the ones that I go into usually hold eight to twelve people mm-hmm. uh, and that you could probably fit more but comfortably you're in there with with eight to twelve individuals sure <clears throat> uh, and it, it does become more of a uh, a social event um, you're catching up with people that that you know have their daily lives and and, you know, oftentimes you can find sweats that will go once a week. Uh, for me, it's, it's few and far between. Uh, I just go in there when I, I feel I need a little more clarity in what I'm doing. Uh, and to come out feeling refreshed, really, you know, when, when stress gets you uh, with daily uh, for every possible reason, um, sometimes you just need a place to go and kind of be reborn. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that's, a, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome, honestly. Um, so it, it's, there's a lot of health benefits to obviously to sweating and, and you said something about, uh, mental clarity too, huh? Yeah. I think, I think that a lot of, uh, and it's new age, I, I blame it on the hipster, um, movement <laughs> that you're seeing, um, this become more of a trend. Uh, and it's just another case of, and I, I'm probably going to say some things that make me put my foot in my mouth, but <laughs> it's another case of, of white folks seeing something that they think that that'll be fun and they turn it into a health thing. Yes. It's good for arthritis, joint pain. You know, it can definitely help with, uh, with some breathing things, just being able to clear your lungs the way you do in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the mental clarity is, is probably the, the bigger, the bigger and more important reason why I would go. Right. Uh, it, it gives you a chance. To, and for me, it, it's finding a small way to, to plug into what my ancestors have, have gone and been a part of for, for eons. I think the term is since time immemorial. Um, I, I just say, you know, a time I can't remember, Yeah. but, um, it, it is, it is from the mental standpoint is more important than really the health benefits. If you appreciate it that way. Right. And I think that's where, that's where the, the question arises because sure. I see it, you know, people always talk about, yeah, we're going to go to lodge and this and that, like it's, you know, going to the grocery store and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you go to a lodge just because isn't it something much more deeper? Isn't there a meaning? And the same questions always arise. Well, what do you mean? And so 
that was what started my journey. It's like, okay, so they don't know what the main purpose is behind this. And it goes back farther into the ancestors or goes back into the forefathers, goes back into before we can remember that time because of the spiritual aspect to it. Right. 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 I I would think that, you know, I mean, because I consider it a church, you look at churchgoers the world over, you have people who go because it's their routine. You have people who go there because they feel it's going to make them whole again. And you also have those people who, who who go because they, they have a spiritual connection and they feel uh, something that can't be, can't be seen, isn't tangible. Right. And so by going there, um, you know, it, it, for whatever reason you're going is the only reason you should be going. Right. Um, I, I, hate, I hate to say that, you know, somebody, somebody's just going because that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, oh, are we going to play video games? Are we going to go into the lodge? Are we going to go see a movie? I don't think it should be that way, but far be it for me to tell somebody how they practice their religion. Sure. I'm going there for me, not not for for whatever reason somebody else wants to be there yeah and that's how i see it too man i think there's just so much more spiritual aspects to it than just you know friday night deal yeah i just it just made didn't make any sense so so you talk about the fire building and how important it is it's not just a matter of setting up just random stones huh it's uh there's a a process can you talk about that process no, the, there, are, there are layers that, that go into building this fire. Now, you're looking at, if you think, depending upon how long your lodge is going to last, you're looking at, at uh, seven stones per round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them can go, you know, I mean, one or two rounds. Some people go, you know, countless rounds as long as they feel like it's, it's benefiting. Uh, but you're placing these stones within this, these different, different woods that will, you know, give it different heat. Uh, and once it starts, you know, you have a long time to wait before those things are, are fire red. Uh, and if you get the wrong rocks, those things can pop. Right. Well, if you're in the middle of a lodge, you pour water on top of hot rocks and it pops. Well, you're kind of trapped in there. So you're at the whim of wherever it goes. So you're making sure you're collecting. And, and for me, I think it's important to collect stones from the same rivers or, or waterways that your ancestors did. Right. Now you're using those, those same rocks that, that kind of, again, connect you to the indigenous land you're on. Right. <clears throat> now, by being able to build this fire properly, uh, you're, you're kind of determining what is going into the, the, the lodge or, or the church, the temple, whatever it is you want to call it. Um, and you're placing these things in. Uh, tending the fire is, is an important duty. Uh, so it's it's something that's that's passed down and learned, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I've never been in charge of of building the fire. Luckily, uh, you know, uh, I, I've been able to just be somebody who participates in the sweat, and it's usually somebody who's very local to whoever owns the lodge and is willing to do that. Sure. Um, so, so those people are not actually participating, or they they just tend to the fire and they leave, or they just kind of sit back, or how what uh, how extensive yeah. is their role? Uh, I, I've never, I've never been in a lodge where, uh, somebody who was tending the fire joined in, they, they kind of stand by, okay. uh, and they, um, kind of assist people when they're coming out the, the, the lodge itself is a dome. Uh, and so, I mean, you're looking at somebody like me who has bad knees and I'm crawling around on, on these cedar boughs. When I try to get out, it's nice to have somebody who's tending the fire, you know, help me out or, or help the ladies out, uh, when they go in, um, and so really they're they're there kind of protecting what's happening. Sure. 
and is that the same is that the same for uh the guys who or the person who builds the fire too i mean that's they, the same person oh it's the same person. The person yeah yeah oh. they're they're usually waiting right outside uh and then you know they'll they'll open the flap and and I'll let let people out uh and then you know prep uh for the next set of stones that goes in that's amazing <laughs> and so the, these you say the rounds i mean so the, obviously this is do you think it's um I'm trying to formulate my question at the same time I'm, I'm talking, but do you think that these things are such a higher level of meditation? I mean, do they, when you go into like the second and third, third rounds, I mean, you're already profusely sweating from the first round, right? Well, you, you do come out, uh, in, in between rounds. Well, sometimes oh, you, gotcha. sometimes the, the, the flaps just open and water's passed around to kind of hydrate you a bit. Right. Um, uh, more often than not, I don't think I've ever come out in between rounds. Uh, we just open it up and, and if somebody has to go out, then they can, uh, you know, once they've reached that point, it's like, all right, I think I'm done. I'm going to go ahead and go out. Uh, but yeah, you, you definitely start having, uh, a different view of things inside. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, once, once those stones go in and, and the fog comes down, it doesn't immediately go to throwing water on the, uh, on the, on the stones. It's, it's more of a time of prayer and, and reflection. Uh, oftentimes, you know, you'll have whoever's running the, the sweat, uh, sing a couple of songs, uh, ask anybody else if they, they would like to say anything. Uh, um, blessing the stones with, with cedar and uh, sweet grass. You know, I think we've used a, a lot of times just a, like a water that's been uh, boiled in cedar. So you're getting more of that, uh, those purification things right. kind of coming to you. And when the, <clears throat> everything seems fine for probably the first, first round uh you can I, i've been able to sit up and 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 feel all the heat hit me right it's right that about that third or fourth round uh that you really start kind of i mean i would say i put myself in a fetal position just trying to be able to to find whatever oxygen is in there mm -hmm. uh you know that that's bearable to breathe wow. um you know you, you start getting the the very numb feeling in, in your limbs your face and that could just be from the way I'm sitting in, in my limbs. But when you're breathing like that uh, and, and taking in that, that heat uh, and, and pushing it all out, you know, you just, you start, you stop seeing the stone's red glow and you kind of see that um, when you close your eyes really, really tight, all those colors. Yeah. I don't know if you ever had that, but it's oh, yeah. regardless of whether, whether you're blinking or, or not, you are seeing those colors. Um, it just kind of puts you in a, in a different state of mind for me anyhow. Sure. See, now that sounds a lot like, so um, if you've ever done a float tank, it's completely dark. I mean, you're cool. devoid of all sound, all um, of visual aspects. I mean, it's completely, completely dark and all you're just surrounded by that water. Right. So uh -huh. usually for me, I'd say, and this, by no means am I trying to compare a float to a sweat lodge, by no means. But the similarity that I'm seeing is the colors. Is that, mm -hmm. you know, cause like, so I'll be 30 minutes in and I'll get, you know, my meditation, my breathing, my breathing techniques, I'll slow my heart rate down nice and I'll just be able to relax finally. And then I get to the point where all of a sudden it's completely dark, mm -hmm. but blink and you see colors. Even in the yeah. dark. Right. Right. I think that, and, and I, I don't, I don't think it's a, 
it's a bad thing to compare the float to something like that. You're going in there with, with a meditative mind. That's, that's what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, and if your mind is allowing you to capture that, no matter whether you're in a float, whether you're, you're, uh, you know, I don't know, sweat lodge, whatever, whatever form of meditation you choose to take, you're trying to achieve that. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So I think that, you know, the, the benefits from it, if you're looking for it for a health benefit, sure. Yeah. But maybe find somebody who doesn't hold the traditions the same. Somebody who's willing to just allow you to, to try it out. Um, probably don't want to build your own. I've <laughs> seen people who, who do these things on their own and they, they do it all wrong. Uh, you know, the lodge is, is not built to do what it's supposed to do. They don't know what they're getting into, get the wrong stones, not using the, you know, the proper methods. Yeah. Uh, and it can be dangerous. I yeah, mean, it, it seems it, like it, yeah. It's a resting temperature of 100 degrees and 100% humidity in there. Well, yeah. every time they put in new stones and more water and, and different uh, <clears throat> different medicines, I guess, is, is the way you'd have to put it. Um, it. It changes everything inside there. Right. It just changes that, that little environment. Plus, with, you know, 8 to 12 bodies in there, things are going to happen. Right. Yeah. And I always feel uncomfortable. Like if I'm trying to move around and I accidentally touch somebody, I don't know why that's just really weird. It's like when you're swimming and something touches your foot and you're like, Oh, what? I'm sorry. Sorry. You know? Yeah, totally, man. An uncomfortable feeling. I mean, and especially, you know, it's divided down the middle. If, if men go in they're they're on the right side, women go in they're on the left side. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a strange, uncomfortable comfortability. Yeah. I don't know if that even makes sense. You know, no. you're comfortable inside there, but you, you definitely have, I don't know. It's there, a different. Like there's some kind of a, there's a line that you don't want to cross. Like, I don't want to touch that guy or I don't want to, well, I don't want to. Well, yeah. Just like, it just feels uncomfortable, but you're comfortable. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and go ahead there's, and a, there's an attire. There's an attire that goes with it. I mean, now it's basically, I go in a pair of basketball shorts. Sure. Uh, you know, that's about it. Uh, I, most places I've gone, uh, women still have to wear uh, a full length dress uh, that covers their upper body and lower body. Um, or, you know, and they also uh, have a towel. Uh, you usually can bring a towel in with you. And that's probably the best thing to do. You know, if you're trying to stay in is to be able to put that over your face uh, just to continue somewhat breathing something that isn't incredibly hot. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I mean, the, the, the rules are, I think, more lax. Uh, in different places. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just find it to be a, just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, you know, like the more and more, you know, so when, when I had the initial conversation with you, I started looking into it and trying to find out why these people, these friends of mine were always like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go to lodge. Oh, I'm going to lodge. I'm like, well, shit, what, what are the benefits? Cause I know there's something more. I just knew there was just way more and you know, sure you can watch TV and sure you can watch you know, these cheesy movies that give you a quarter of the story or the origin or whatever, whatever behind the true meaning. And it's, it's always, it's always nice to talk to somebody who's actually gone through one for the right reasons. I, I think that it's, there's, there's a few different ways I look at this. I mean, I, I look at it, I guess, and now it's more become like an acupuncture. Mm -hmm. While it was something that, that was incredibly poor, important spiritually uh, in the East, 
now it's looked at as a way to reduce stress and right. it's, it's a way to alleviate pain, things like that. Uh, when it was practiced in, in, in Asia, when it was, you know, in its infancy or, or, you know, even up into the last couple of hundred years, it was done with more intent and more purposes. It wasn't because, uh, my dry, my boss is really riding me. I better go get some acupuncture. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and so you can, you can look at it from somebody using it to, to their benefit. Uh, or you can look at it as, as people being culture vultures and just right. tacking onto this. I mean, cause our people weren't allowed to practice this, you know, up and out in the open up until probably the, the fifties and sixties. Right. Uh, our religions were completely wiped out. Uh, the, the religion that's probably most practiced on our, um, reservation is shaker uh and that that isn't how we've been doing it since you know pre-contact we didn't use uh candles and bells uh, i think we used drums and sage but if i were to say that to somebody who's shaker they would claim that this is the way it's always been right that's 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 how they have it different tribes up north uh, i have family up north that are uh smokehouse now don't ask me too much about that because i try to stay away from it it's always been something that kind of freaked me out but oh wow um, yeah it's 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 a bit of a dark art as far as i i can tell I, I try to stay away from it and mom always made sure i stayed away from it too i don't think she was happy with it but that's because grandma didn't like right. it either oh so okay so, i get it so really you're looking at generations passing down on on what what the belief is what I what I get out of a sweat lodge is absolutely 100% different than every other person in there. Sure. Um, but when it when it becomes something, you know, when you said my friends, oh, we're going to lodge. Are they tribal? Uh, do they have any connection to reservations where it's practiced, or is it something they learned about by doing a, a Google re, uh, Google search for um, you know different ceremonies? You see, that's where, right. that's where that's what it really piqued my interest on in it because I'm like. I asked that question. I was like, well, is somebody tribal? And the answer was no. And I go, so what's the deal? How, how, why? Well, you should come. Well, you know, this is something I'd like to leave to the professionals. If I ever try a sweat lodge, I'd like to do something with a tradition where I'm going to have to do something, follow a set of rules and, and by somebody who's more versed in these things, as opposed to somebody's like, yeah, let's just jump in this lodge and do this. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do it the right way, yeah, you, you definitely yes. want to follow somebody who does that. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, Taco Bell versus the taco truck. <laughs> you can get something that's similar. It, it absolutely isn't. It has the same shape. It has By a picture, it looks the same. Sure. But when you bite into that, you're going to know whether or not that's meat. Yep. You know, is it something that's going to satisfy you on any level? Probably not a Taco Bell. <laughs> definitely but, not. <laughs> you know, I... I can, I can buy uh, a loaf of Wonder Bread and it'll do what it's supposed to, but I'd still rather have a, a loaf of Grandma's Bread. That's all there is to it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just, you know, it, it clears up a lot. It clears up a lot because uh, the, the main question was, is like, you know, obviously, how, how much is it seated in tradition? And from the sounds of it, it's, it's, it's much better if it is. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, religion is, is always something that, that people call back to when they've kind of lost their way. Yep. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the things that you're seeing in most um, rehabilitation or behavioral health chemical dependency uh, places on reservations are attaching to tribal historical 
not just religion, but practices and sure. ceremony because it, it, it allows them to disconnect from what the poison is and reconnect to something that's beneficial. Uh-huh. Um, sweat lodges are, are, are something that have been, been used in um, uh, prisons a lot, you know, for, for our tribal inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with a guy who, who had brought it, uh, had, had brought the traditions to places like Walla Walla, um, some of the larger penitentiaries. I mean, I think he was actually in one for a while. Um, but made sure that we were offering these things, even down to, to Green Hill, some of these um, juvenile detention centers, uh, giving them an opportunity to connect to those, those traditions that belong to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our people have lost nearly everything as far as uh, cultural, and starting with language. Language being gone is the easiest way to kill uh, a culture. If they don't have their language, they can't speak to their ancestors. 100%. So it's very difficult. And being able to sing those songs that were sung by our ancestors, I think, is, is a big connection that, that you, can't, you can't gauge on any sort of scale. It, it, it can be very con- connecting to your indigenous heritage, but if somebody's doing it wrong, then you're, it, it's speaking gibberish. Yeah, it's lost all translation. Yeah, and 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 now it's being, I guess, perverted by people who are doing it for simple health benefits, or or people yeah. who are are have no oral tradition, no no connect connectivity to uh, these certain things. And so, I I think that's a huge thing, just the, the eradication of of our ancestors and history. You know what I mean? It's with these normalizations and these you know these weekend warriors going to do these kind of things you know hey, i'm going you know go like i say this so you know we're going to lodge yeah no man i think you're you're missing the whole point <laughs> you know what i mean well, i think i think all that we're seeing now and and a lot of these things is that uh summer camp has grown up so yeah. all the people who used to go to camp and, and it had some sort of generic indian name and they put up a teepee or or they did something that was indigenous those people have grown up and now they're like, well, we want more of that because that made us feel good. So let's go find some other tradition they have and practice it. Sure. You know, the same things are going to happen with, unfortunately, I think with canoe journey within the next 40, 50 years. You think they'll be just deleted and people lose that? No, I think people will try to jump on board to be a part of something that they shouldn't have a connection to. And, you know, I mean, it's not for me to say that, that a non-tribal, non-indigenous person shouldn't, practice these things i mean i think i uh, i've heard people say that you know um, the white man will look on in disbelief when their sons uh, attempt to carry on tradition the traditions of the indigenous people mm. what we're seeing now is is slowly the things that we weren't allowed to practice were revitalizing in our own communities and because it's getting more attention you'll see it in, in social media you'll see it in the news now, somebody who lives nowhere near, I mean, they could live in Missouri, a state that has absolutely zero tribes in it, they're going to start practicing it there, and it'll become no different than yoga. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, people go, I, I, don't, I don't claim to know, but I don't know anybody who goes to yoga from the, the spiritual connection. It's more just, I want to be bendy. Yeah, or more flexible, or be able to, yeah. a range of motion, nothing 
Nothing spiritual in yoga. I yeah. don't get yelled at by these leather-faced old women. And hey, trust me, I know, cousin. Trust me. <laughs> and and the people doing the videos, they don't look like they they have a history. Their family doesn't date back, you know, hundreds of years. They've been doing this. This is some lady who you know had an Etsy and said, you know, what? I got a video camera and I think I can read a couple of books and figure out how to do this. Sell my mats. Sell my water bottles. Yeah. It's become commercialized, and that's one thing that I I I really really can't stress enough is I will fight tooth and nail anytime something tribal becomes commercialized. Yeah. It, 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 it turns it into something that isn't beneficial to our people. And I think it slowly robs it. It's like the termination policy continues to happen, but now what they're doing is they're absorbing our traditions mm -hmm. and, and making it to where even we don't want to do it. Right. And making it this, this, a, a nuisance almost. You right. Know? Yeah, you know, like if you compare it to like the yoga or the whatever it is, you know, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like a nuisance. And to see it like that overbearing, it, it would be horrifying to see it, these traditions go that route. I mean, yeah, I will commit crimes if I see a sweat lodge studio pop up anywhere near. Uh, <laughs> well, no even, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get it, man. I just would it be a hate crime if I destroyed a lodge that wasn't owned by travel members? Because I'm a travel member, so I think it's okay. I think I'm in the clear <laughs> federal. <laughs> Let's not let's not even try it. <laughs> let's, yeah, just, right. let's just go that route. Not try it. Well, you know what? Well, that doesn't we'll, do any good. Either. Yeah, we'll frown upon them. How about? <laughs> right. I'll write uh, a nasty blog about them or something. You know what? I'm going to send Karen right over. Let her take care of it. Black on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what my rating can do to you. You don't have no idea when I frown upon <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, but, I uh. I, I think you're, you make a lot of points here that I'm just like, I, I, I side with. I, I very genuinely side with. I don't want to see these, these sweat lodge traditions to go, you know, commercialized route. I, I, I've always believed that the Native American culture has always been this amazing and beautiful thing, no matter what, what has happened. I know it's, it's all been atrocious and it's, and it's often forgot about. You know what I mean, and or dismissed. I want to say that's a that's a bigger, but that's a more important word. It's often been dismissed, and and to just keep talking about it, I think it's a beautiful thing. Now, I'm not trying by any means, way, shape, or form, trying to profiteer or make any. I think it's important to bring to light the importance and the traditions and value of something as magnificent as a sweat lodge. You know, and I. And and for for me to to steer somebody away from it just because of going on a a weekend retreat, yes, that's what I want to do. Get away from that. If you're yeah. gonna, if you're gonna sweat lodge, do it for the right reasons. Do it the right way. Do it do it by somebody who has the tradition. And I think that would mean so much more. You know, I don't think, I don't think I'll ever discourage somebody from from looking at this. But don't go into it as a study. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I went through um, I went through Evergreen's um, public administration uh, with emphasis on on tribal government. And unfortunately, when I go to Google Scholar and I'm looking for for information on my people, more often than not, it's written by non-indigenous. Well, let's just call it like it is. And white folks are coming out and doing these studies as if we're you know just this. this 
far gone, far gone, forgotten people. Right. Um, so if you're looking at it as a, a study in culture, stay away. You're not, you're not going to benefit the way you're supposed to. If you're going into it because you, you generally, you absolutely are looking for some connectivity. And if this is what does it, this is what keeps you from losing your mind. This is what keeps you from harming others. This is something that grounds you and connects you back to the earth. Please find somebody who does it right and, and go through with it. Right. But do not, do not do this as like, eh, let's do this. It's no different than paint a plate. We're just going to sweat a little more. <laughs> you know, it, it can't be something that, that you're doing ju just for funsies. Yes, 100%. I agree, man. A 100% agree with you. I mean, I wish I could find something to, to counterpoint, but I, I, I don't. I can't. I, I strongly believe in everything you're saying. And that's why I don't, didn't necessarily reach out to you to just to agree with you, but to be taught you know, Hey, there is a, there's a whole other method. There's a whole other right way to do all this. And it's not for the weekend warrior. It's not that it's, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent, man. There is, there is also the, the idea that, you know, I mean, you're talking to, to one person who has this view of it. Yeah. Uh, tribes are, are no different than, than countries. Uh, I mean, we are our own government. We're our own sovereign within, you know, the, the United States. And so somebody who's speaking from their um, experiences in the Pacific Northwest as to, uh, opposed to somebody who's practicing this in Arizona is no different than somebody in Ireland and somebody in, in Iraq. They're, they're, they're that different. The languages are not comparable. The, the traditions, while they may have similarities, are vastly different. Right. Um, and, and so it is really understanding that you know, when, when you refer to somebody you know, as indigenous or, or Indian or Native American, when somebody asks me, well, what, what do you like to be called? I, I say Shehalis. Yeah. And they're like, well, so you're, you're Indian? No, I'm not. I'm Shehalis. That's, that's the tribe that I've, I've been a part of my entire life. Yes, I have family that's, that's Swinomish. I have blood that's Quinault and Nisqually, you know, all these different pockets. But I've grown up here. I am a part of this. The Shehalis River is, is, important to me because I am Shehalis. No different than if I were to grow up in Quinault and l live in those traditions, I would be Quinault. Sure. You know, uh, I'm all, all for, you know, well, I'm not all for this. I'm American. You know, this is fantastic. We're all star spangled awesome. But, <laughs> you know, our tribes are important to us. Our, our individuality in that sense is really important to us because while we can, while we can call each other Indians, y'all can't call us that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, but I am saying that there is an appreciation for somebody who takes the time to recognize what tribe you're from. Yes, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. I mean, well, you know, I mean, I think I think that's no different than than uh, me bumping into you and saying, "Oh, you so you're Puerto Rican?" No, you're not. <laughs> well, well, Cuban are pretty much the same. No, they're they're really not. Right. Well. You guys speak the same. That's completely different. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's important for me to, you know, okay, well, what state were your, your parents from? What traditions? If I, if I happen to know it, I don't want to step on your toes. But like Incan, Mayan, Aztec, all the same. Right. That's not fair. Right. And it yeah. discredits. That's why you don't see that. That's why it is Mexican. Yeah. But if you meet a Mexican and, and, they, and they know anything about their history, they know that their people go back to being either 
you know, one of those larger three groups of individuals or, or if it was something different sure. and they have pride in that as yep. they should. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent pride, man. And speaking of pride, man, I see. So you, you refer to uh, auntie Penny. And so, yeah. and so these traditions have been passed down from, from grandma Gleason to auntie Penny to you. Would these traditions be passed on to your children? Oh, that's that's a that's a tough question. Um, I'd love them to be, yeah. uh, and I think I educate my kids on them. Practicing, although, is a little different. Sure. Um, I, I think that that right now, uh, my oldest uh, Keziah is is taking it upon herself to to learn from things. Uh, you know, I, I give her the written word, like, "All right, you you want to know about it? Here's a good way to find out." Mm-hmm. Um, with with hero she's my daughter but uh she's not not a tribal member she's she's been my daughter since she was about a year old um and so she's grown up in this reservation she knows the people here she refers to everybody as as her cousin or her aunt or her uncle which is you know a common thing on the reservation mm-hmm. uh and sunny's you know a three-year-old brute so she doesn't care about any of it <laughs> but but I think one of the things that, that we maintain is is answering any questions that they have. Um, our library is extensive on on not just our tribe but several tribes. Uh, my wife is um, Turtle Mountain Chippewa, and she has a lot of information on that. So she, in turn, shares what she knows and what she's learning. She's also uh, going to school now and and uh, studying a lot of uh, the art of storytelling and different things like that. So the traditions are going to be shared. And as soon as I can do a little more work around the house, so I'll, I'll build a, a sweat lodge, but that's probably a ways out, you know, cause we got a lot of other things going on around here. And my job doesn't really lend itself to having a whole lot of time on my hands. Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, you know, I think that, uh, I think it's very important that we, you know, educate people on these kind of things. And that's, like I said, this, this is the whole point of this, uh, this episode is to, is to educate people. And I always try to learn something. And if I don't know, I ask, you know, and obviously here we are having a conversation about it, cousin, you know? And well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the way you approach things is, is really the only reason I would listen to a podcast. I mean, outside of you being my cousin, yeah. uh, I, I think that, that you coming in without without any predetermined uh, explanation, you bring in people who know, and you're going to ask the questions. And they're probably questions that a lot of people are afraid to ask simply because of what society tells them they can and can't ask. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of these questions that you're asking, if they were asked by somebody else, I might get a little annoyed by it. Right. Uh, but I think the approach you're taking it, it makes it a whole lot easier for people to to at least hear it if they want to. Sure. I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's important. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own spiritual journey, you know, like, you know, I've been doing a lot of my own cause I, I just like, don't do church. I just don't believe in the church. I don't believe there's just a lot of shit. I just don't believe, you know, mm-hmm. but spiritually there's things out there that I cannot deny that have grasped, grasped me and that have captured my attention that have, led me to things that I need to follow certain spiritual things that I know that man, people would think I'm crazy. If I tell them, you know, if I write down this, if I wrote a book on the things that, you know, that have led me down the spiritual path, people would think I'm nuts. 
And so for me to let just expand my knowledge and be able to teach someone else, hey man, this is what this is about. And this, uh, this, this, this particular topic, you know, sweat lodge with the Shehalis, with you, with anybody who has, who participates in these things, I think is important. It's important for us to understand. It's important for us to learn. I believe it's, and I, by no means do I want to come off trying to preach to somebody or trying to offend you for, for instance, cousin, I, I don't want to offend you with a, with my line of questioning. I just want to be able to understand and, and be able to teach someone else in the same token, you know? I think, I think that's, um, well, I mean, if you were to write down everything that you, you feel or think, you think people would find you crazy. Uh, um, people have a huge market for that in Facebook and, and they're absolutely loved and followed on Twitter. So maybe you aren't as crazy as a lot of people out there, <laughs> but I, I, I would say that I, I would say that it's, it's important. It's important for us to learn the language of the conqueror uh, from an indigenous perspective, but it's also um, important for, for the person asking the questions who, who somebody may reach out to, uh, to give them proper information. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, that's often what, what gets, what gets changed is people make their own assumptions and don't, don't ask. Right. Uh, right. That's a huge okay. thing. That's a huge misconception. That's a, that's a breakdown in communication between two different uh, people. Uh, that is why I even started this podcast is because those questions aren't getting asked or people aren't talking, people aren't getting together to listen or people aren't communicating the, the important, just little factors, little details, little, little, little things, you know? And I, and I think that's why I started this podcast, man. It's because of that very reason. You know? I think, I, th I think that there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, that probably want to say a whole lot of things um, and, and are afraid to, uh, you know, even from, from a tribal perspective, a lot of the things that, that we are sharing now, I would say a lot of elders don't want to talk about. They were told that they weren't supposed to speak their language when they were younger, that even up until probably the sixties and seventies, you know, kids were getting picked up and taken to, to residential schools. These things are, are still touchy. Um, yeah, yeah, and sure. for, for the younger generation to be willing to share it, uh, has a double edged sword. Some of us are, are looked at unfavorably by elders. Um, and, and some are, are able to present themselves well enough to where it can be accepted. Um, so you're kind of putting your, your reputation on the line sometimes when you go out and say these things. That's why I make sure to say, I don't speak for my tribe. I don't, I don't speak for, for any, I don't speak for all Indians or Native Americans. I speak from my experience and this is what I have. Yeah. Uh, the person that you talk to next is going to differ. Uh, I'm not going to tell you I'm right and they're wrong. And I hope they wouldn't say that uh, they would say the same. Right. But. <clears throat> right. Well, man, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, man, cause I just like, I'm floored. I'm, I'm just floored, man. And you know what? I really just want to thank you for your time. Um, I know we've been trying to do this for, for a little bit, but you know, man, we got it done, man. And I just like, I'm yep. so thankful. I'm, I'm so very blessed to have you in my life, cousin. And you know, I, I love you guys so much. Um, you guys are amazing. I, I know we don't see each other enough, man, but the, the knowledge, the conversations that we have, the little random texts here and there, and, and now this, I mean, it's very important to me. It's, it's not something that I just dismiss, you know what I mean? 
So I, I hope that you know that I'm a very appreciative and I'm very, very thankful for you to, to, to take this time, you know? Well, I, I do have to say this is, a, this is a lot nicer than listening to it and talking to my phone while I'm listening to your podcast. <laughs> Just either yelling at it and being argumentative or more like, yeah, that's right. You tell them. You tell them. Doesn't that's exactly what I would say, too. You know, so this is a, a little nicer to be able to have my voice go back and forth. Absolutely. Uh, so I do appreciate uh, being able to, to be a part of this. Uh, oh, 100%. And, uh, anytime yeah. you want to come on, man, anytime you want to just uh, jump on with me, man, by all means, please, your opinion is so highly valued by me that, you know, you, I, I don't have to put any kind of restrictions on it. I try not to do that kind of thing with anybody because I don't believe in that. You know, I don't like to be muzzled and I'll never muzzle anybody else. If you want to come on the show, come on the show. Let's chat. Let's Let's tear some, like, uh, what's his name? Will Farrell and uh, John, C. John Riley said on Step Brothers, you're here to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, you know what? That's the, that's the end of, uh, that's the, end of the, the episode there. And uh, you have any shout-outs there, cousin, that you want to give out? I don't think I'm shout-out ready, ready, cousin. I'm going to have to wait. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll just shout-out. You know what? Would, shout out to anybody who's listening. You will yeah, be listening. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, Mom. I'll tell you to listen to this later. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>